I'm Jennifer Nielsen, and this is Let It Glow, Episode 7, Labels Divide Us. Ready, set, glow! Welcome to the Let It Glow podcast, a happy place where you'll learn how to let your soul shine and discover new ways to design your best life. I'm your host, Jennifer Nielsen. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this podcast episode. Today, we're going to talk about how labels divide us. We live in such a polarized time, there's divisiveness and chaos all around us. The man-made labels have got to go. You name it. Christian, non-Christian, black, white, Republican, Democrat, gay, straight, skinny, fat, single, divorce, rich, poor, pretty, unattractive, American, immigrant, introvert, extrovert, liberal, conservative, and the list goes on and on and on. It really just all makes me want to cringe. Let's try to focus on this instead. We are all human beings. Our humanity should connect us, not divide us. God loves us all. So instead of looking for what divides us, because there is plenty of that, let's try a different approach. Let's look for the gifts, the love, and the goodness that we all share. It just goes back to looking at our humanity. Let's embrace our differences. And it is possible, trust me. My husband and I could not be more opposite. But with a lot of elbow grease and patience and forgiveness, we've managed to create a loving union. That's right, we are united. United does not mean that we agree on everything, but instead we choose love over our agendas. So let's start putting the person over the agenda. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing there's too little of. I won't keep singing. But really, that is the the foundation of what can create change and connection and peace in our world. So Lady Gaga is more than just an amazing, powerful singer. She has some words of wisdom that I would like to share with you. She was having a conversation with Dalai Lama, and what she said was so powerful. I'm going to read it to you so I don't mince the words and so you get the exact message that she was trying to share. In times of chaos and crisis, What we all tend to do is start pointing fingers at where we think the bad guys are, where the evil is. We all start arguing. Everyone has different opinions about that. Please do not forget that hatred or evil, whatever you want to call it, it's intelligent. It's smart and it's invisible. It doesn't have a color. It doesn't have a race. It doesn't have a religion. It has no politics. It's an invisible snake that while it's planning to make its attack, It is thinking to itself, I am going to divide my enemy into smaller, less strong groups. And then I'm going to make them hate each other so it's easier to take them down. And as we're all yelling at each other, trying to figure out which group is causing the problem, evil is winning. So we have to get rid of those labels, these different factions, gay, straight, rich, poor, mentally ill, not mentally ill, Gun owner, not gun owner. None of this can matter anymore. We are unified in our humanity, and the only thing that we all know we all appreciate in one another is kindness. So this has to come before all 
things. Such powerful words of wisdom. It just comes down to kindness, love, and acceptance. And again, these simple truths aren't that simple or else it would be happening in our world. And this just isn't limited to our society. These labels transpire in social groups, in schools, in our families, and in the labels that we give ourselves. And we're going to go over that today in this podcast. And we talked about the labels in our society at the beginning of the podcast, because it's really everywhere. You can't get on the news or on social media and not be inundated by all of this divisiveness. But what I love is this quote that says from God, just love everyone. I'll sort them out later. It's not really our business or our place to judge or to try to make something right or wrong or make someone okay or not okay based on what they believe. So I'm a quote junkie in case you haven't figured that out yet. And I love this one by Prince E. And I didn't know who this was before I found this quote. I think originally he was a hip hop artist. And now he's an American poet. But what he says is, I am not black. You are not white. Who would you be if the world never gave you a label, never gave you a box to check? Who would you be, white, black, Mexican, Asian, Native American, Middle Eastern, Indian? No, we would be one. We would be together no longer living in error or calling human beings black people or white people. These labels that will forever blind us from seeing a person for who they are, but instead seeing them through the judgmental, prejudicial, artificial filters of who we think they are. Wow. Can you imagine the freedom we would each feel if we were loved that way, or if we were accepted that way, or if we could choose who we wanted to be without the judgment of others? How much more united and peaceful our world would be if we could all adopt this mindset? So in Lewis Carroll's Through the Looking Glass, what Alice found there It just gave this beautiful example of a world without labels. And I'll kind of explain that to you. So Alice walked through the wood of no names, where individuals didn't remember their own names and had little awareness of the qualities that set them apart. She encountered a fawn there, and since they couldn't understand themselves as different from each other, they had no fear of one another. So they walked together through the woods, Alice with her arms clasped lovingly around the soft neck of the fawn till they came out into another open field. And here the fawn gave a delight, and dear me, you're a human child, it said. A sudden look of alarm came into its beautiful brown eyes, and in another moment it darted off away at full speed. Alice stood looking after it, almost ready to cry with vexation at having lost her dear little fellow traveler so suddenly. Peace and harmony was possible in the woods of no names because categorizing and labeling just didn't exist. So we can't avoid labels in real life. But the wood of no names invites us to celebrate what we have in common rather than magnify what separates us. So remember the long list of labels I started with? Well, that's just the beginning. The labels that divide us are endless and too often the cost of labels is too high. Let's take a look at one of the most devastating times in human history, where labels literally cost people their lives, the Holocaust. A gold star would have been the difference between life and death, between safety and not being safe. 
I had the opportunity to go to Amsterdam when my daughter graduated from high school about three years ago. And we went to the Anne Frank Museum, and we've all seen movies and read the books and have gotten a little idea of what life might have been like for them. But going to that museum and seeing how cramped it was and without any lights because everything was completely blocked out, I couldn't get out of there quick enough. And to think that they lived there for that long, and then they ended up losing their lives in the concentration camps at the end, except for her father, it's just hard to grasp. So on that same trip, we had the opportunity to go to the Hiding Place Museum. And this is where Corey Ten Boom's family lived. And if you really think about it, they were safe at this time. They were Christians. So they made the decision to risk their lives for strangers. So on that same trip, we went and visited the Hiding Place Museum. And we showed up in the afternoon one day not knowing that there were specific times you could visit, if you spoke English or if you spoke Dutch. And when someone finally answered the door after knocking for a little while, we were turned away because the the English tour had already been on that day. So we weren't quick to give up. I really wanted to go into that museum. So finally, the lady agreed to let us in without a tour, but we were able to go through the museum. Because again, there was that language barrier. She didn't speak English. I didn't speak Dutch. So it ended up just being our small little group going through this museum. And it was really a hallowed, special place. So it was really interesting to learn a little bit more about the Ten Booms. Corey was the only surviving member of this family, and she wrote the book, The Hiding Place, about her experiences during the Holocaust. Her Christian family owned a clock shop during this dark time. So again, they would have been safe. And what they ended up doing is bringing people in through the clock shop, Jews, and hiding him in this opening in the wall behind a bookcase. And... They ended up saving almost 800 Jews because of this. And they would hide them in this wall, in this space, for days at a time until they found a safe place for them to go. So the clock shop was on the first floor and the home was right above it. So they were able to use this as a cover for quite some time, but ultimately they were betrayed. And the entire family of five, they were sent to the concentration camps. And Corey, again, was the only one to survive. But throughout her life, she continued to share her testimony of faith, and hope until the day that she passed away. She really was a true beacon of light. And really what it made me think is how would I have responded in that time? It's easy to sit here now and to say that I would have done the same thing, but so often we hide behind our own labels because they make us safe. The label of being a Christian at that time was a safe place to be. But up until the very end, her message never changed and there was no regret on what had happened. The risks were great, and her family and Corey ended up paying the ultimate price. One of my favorite quotes of Corey Ten Boom is, if you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. If you look at God, you'll be at rest. So I think as we're talking about labels, if we can just look at people in a different light and get away from our own, the own natural man in all of us, we could just, it could be so different and we could see each other so differently. So now we're going to kind of shift gears a little bit to the, the social groups and to how things play out in our everyday lives. When we go to work, when we spend time with friends, with, you know, in different situations, because labels are ever present. And again, it's not always that labels are, are, are a terrible thing. I mean, there's sometimes a necessity, but when labels pigeonhole us 
or cause us to judge or to look at people differently, that's when they become a problem. But I think that Corey Ten Boom was a positive reminder of how to navigate the chaos in society because she had every reason to have hate towards a certain group of people. They took everything away from her. But in the end, she chose happiness and hope and belief in man, and she shared that message. So it is possible to live in a world where people don't accept us and still be okay. And it's really up to us how much power we give to the labels or the views that other people have about us. The book You Are Special by Max Lucado is a beautiful representation of this. So in a village, there live many different Wemmicks. The Wemmicks walk around all day and give each other either a gold star or a gray dot sticker. A Wemmick named Punchinello always tries his best to receive a gold star from the other Wemmicks, but only receives gray dots for not doing well enough. So one day he meets a Wemmick named Lucia who doesn't have any gold stars or gray dots because they don't stick to her. Punchinello doesn't want any stickers on him either, so Lucia tells him to visit their maker, Eli. And Eli explains to Punchinello that if he is not bothered by what the other Wemmicks think, then the stars and dots will not stick to him either. How often do we place our value on what other people label us? And this book is just a simple example of a great lesson that those comments, those labels, those opinions will only stick if we let them. And again, this plays out everywhere in social media, the likes, the unlikes, it plays out in the news, it plays out in so many different dynamics in our family relationships at school. That simple lesson is a game changer. So speaking of games, does anyone else have scars from their childhood on the recess playground? I mean, we can't escape rejection from other people. And as a little girl, I didn't know how to navigate this. I remember running out to the playground every day, my heart racing and fingers crossed that I wouldn't be the last one picked again. Kickball was the bane of existence in elementary school at Nathan Hill. But every day the same thing happened. No luck, I was the last one picked. And I began to believe that something was wrong with me. So I finally took matters in my own hands and I said, Dad, I wanna get my own kickball. So I started bringing my own kickball to school so I could be the captain. So I formed my own team and I was able to just welcome everyone. Misfits, no first or last picks. And really the selection process doesn't end on the playground. We are inundated by polarity and labels like we've already talked about, it's everywhere. There's no quick fix for all the differences and justices in the world, but we can start somewhere. And really just loving without asterisks is a great place to start. So it just boils down to the golden rule, and we all know what that is. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. We all want to be understood. We all want to be accepted for who we are. We want to feel loved. So if we can give that to other people, that's all we can do because we can't change the way other people react or how other people treat us or just what's going on all around us. So let's talk about families because labels are a big deal in families. I came from a family of 10 and trust me, there were labels. And for all intents and purposes, I got a decent label. It was the sunshine girl. I was kind of the fixer. I was kind of the mini mom in the family. So it seems like that would be better than maybe some of the other labels people can get in families, the black sheep, the rebel, whatever they may be. And and throughout my life, I took on other labels too. I was told many times by my parents 
or by people in my extended family that I was kind of the glue of our family. And then I went into high school and I, I don't know, I adopted this kind of, I was goofy. I was voted class clown in high school. I was a little bit of an airhead sometimes. I mean, just some of these labels. And I mentioned in my um, podcast episode about some of the labels that I wrote about myself in my journal, and they weren't very positive labels. So these labels that kind of run amok, whether they're in our families and our thoughts, can change the way that we respond or the, the way that we are. And again, going back to some of those positive labels, they actually froze me because I created an identity around being a person that was a pleaser. Anytime you're told that you're the sunshine girl and you're rewarded for that, it didn't give me a lot of room or space to not be the sunshine girl or to not be happy or to say things that maybe people didn't like. And I learned really quickly that it wasn't safe for me to really say what I thought or to complain or to be negative because it didn't really coincide with this label that I'd been given. And as we know, some of the things I've talked about with abuse in our family, I think that played into me not being able to voice some of these scary, dark, difficult things that were going on because I don't want to mess up that system. I don't want to upset the balance. I found a journal a few years ago that I had written in first grade. And one of the questions was, if you could have one wish, what would it be? And my wish was that I'd make everyone happy, especially my mom. Imagine the burden of thinking that it was up to you as a six-year-old to make everyone happy, to make an adult happy. That, that's not our job ever, not as a six-year-old, not as an adult. It's not our job to make anyone happy. I carried the weight of that label around until probably my mid-30s. It was crushing. But on the other side of that, when I figured out that loving myself and being happy myself was the best gift that I could give those around me. That was freedom, real freedom. So we're gonna transition now into the schooling system because labels really are pushed in, this, in, in schools. I mean, you name it, we have ADD, bright, gifted, special ed, speech impairment, whatever it is, there's just so many labels. And I actually had a speech impairment when I was in elementary school. And I really liked my teacher, Mrs. Mullen. So I didn't mind going to class, to the special class. I had to be pulled out. I couldn't say my R's. I said, woeses, not roses. And look at me now. I can say my R's just fine. But as a little girl, even though my teacher was fabulous, I still felt different. I had to leave. Kids would ask questions. And really talking was something that made me nervous. And then my mom would always remind me, Jennifer, you talk too fast. You need to talk clear. And you know... Moms are trying to help us out, but sometimes they stifle us. And that, going back to, you know, families and as being parents, be so careful how you label your, your children because it does stick. And sometimes kids become what you tell them. If they're labeled the black sheep, that often stays with them for a very long time. So really, labels in general take us away from who we are naturally meant to be. It takes away some of that choice of who we really want to be. But I was reading this study, and I thought it was very interesting. It was by Rosenthal and Lenore Jacobs. And the way the study worked is they told teachers at an elementary school that some of their students had scored in the top 20% of a test designed to identify academic bloomers, students who are expected to enter a period of intense intellectual development over the following year. 
But in fact, the students were selected randomly and they performed no differently from their unselected peers on a genuine academic test. A year after convincing the teachers that some of their students were due to bloom, Rosenthal and Jacobson returned to the school and administered the same test. Now you really pay attention here, this is fascinating. The results were astonishing among younger children. The bloomers, who were no different from their peers a year ago, now outperformed their unselected peers by 10 to 15 IQ points. The teachers fostered the intellectual development of the bloomers, producing a self-fulfilling prophecy in which the students were baselessly expected to bloom actually outperformed their peers. So interesting. Self-fulfilling prophecies are real. How often have you been shaped into doing something or being someone based on what other people thought or how they labeled you. How is your life playing out for you now? Are you still playing off old labels from your childhood that your parents gave you, that you got in school, that you got from peers? Well, right now, do you have the opportunity to change that? And really, to take it one step deeper, I want to talk about the labels that we give ourselves and how they disconnect us from who we really can be. We are a movie family. We love going to the movies. And one of my favorites lately is The Greatest Showman. It's one that we can all go to, and Clover just loves singing the music. It just warms my heart. But one of my favorite songs is this one, and I'll just read some of the words to you. I am not a stranger to the dark. Hide away, they say, because we don't want your broken parts. I've learned to be ashamed of all my scars. Run away, they say. No one will love you as you are. But I won't let them break me down to dust. I know there's a place for us, for we are glorious. And this is really where it gets good here. When the sharpest words want to cut me down, I'm going to send a flood, going to drown them out. I am brave. I am bruised. I'm who I meant to be. This is me. And it goes on to the chorus after that. But what I really loved and what I want to focus on is I'm going to send a flood. I'm going to drown them out. So labels that we give ourselves, we can drown those out. And the labels that we get in this society, the labels that we got as children, the labels that we got as students, the labels that were given to us in our relationships. And sometimes it comes from family members. It comes from our spouse or our children. I mean, these labels are everywhere. But when we think about those that we give ourselves, and when we buy into those, we have the option to flood them out, to drown them out. And that is up to us to do to not give those labels power, because then it goes back to the very basic concept that we can't change the way others view us, the way others label us, and really what's going on in society as a whole. But we can change ourselves. That's a good place to start. So really the labels that we give ourselves is something that we can change, and we can also choose to see each other through the eyes of love and acceptance. Gilas Salas asks these questions about labels. What if we took the names and the labels we have for one another as places for conversation to begin rather than as reasons for it to never start? What if we turned assumptions we hold as settled facts into hypothesis, which we tested by actually getting to know one another? What if we asked to hear one another's stories, hopes, dreams, and fears? What if we listened with respect, curiosity, and openness and spoke with clarity, conviction, and civility? You know, if we did these things, we could walk together with less fear and more compassion, 
with less conflict and more peace. And again, just go back to how we want to be loved and how we want to be accepted. So what it comes down to is to judge less and love more. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, shine on. Thanks for listening to the Let It Glow podcast. If you enjoyed this show, share the love with a friend. This podcast can be found on iTunes or subscribe on my website at www.let-it-glow.com. And remember, let go and let it glow.